0: Alright Ben, you welcome. Everyone out to Free Market Screen Earth. I'm Nikki P here as always with my co-host Ben Liberty Hippie. How are we doing there Ben? Doing well. Doing well. As always. Always well. Always good. Always trying to move forward. Aren't we all? When it's this hot I don't like to move at all so it says something. So we are here starting out season two I guess because it's been a year. Episode number 53 of Free Market Screen Earth. Crazy, and we're gonna ask a, we're gonna we're gonna do what I guess we could call some some blasphemy. We're gonna we're gonna blaspheme all over this episode, and I am sure we're gonna upset uh, upset the natives and the non natives, and you know just continue being an invasive species, I suppose, in the world of environmentalists. Yeah. So you uh you sent me an article here uh entitled "Beavers Gnawing Away at the Permafrost." from sciencedaily.com and I'm reading this article and, and there's just the one resounding question in my head that is a question that we're not allowed to ask we're not supposed to ask it and that and that question is why is global warming bad and who is it bad for It seems like there should be some objective answer to both of those questions I'm reading this article and apparently the Alaskan beaver population it is definitely not bad for. Yep, nope, not not bad for beavers. And I'm imagining that some of those new fish populations and aquatic animals are going to be living in those new bodies of water that they're creating. It's probably not going to be bad for them either. So, who exactly is this bad for? Last I knew, human beings tend to like it
1: warm. Polar bears
0: but we've we've already seen that that's complete bullshit and that they're not going anywhere
1: I don't know that was my that was my one shot polar bears and uh I don't know it's it's uh it's it's one of those questions you know who's it bad for? I guess maybe like the people living right on the equator where it gets really really hot and they don't have the resources to build build a c um but then you're opening up a lot of land mass in otherwise frozen area and so you know people can move i I don't think that it would be a a huge distortion in landmass um for you know the the equator to get too hot the poles to get a little bit warmer but maybe it would i don't don't know what that looks like under all the ice but well i
0: mean we're told that everything was supposed to be underwater now already and it's not yeah so i have to i have to question when that's going to happen
1: well it can't be anytime soon i mean i it just you know like anytime you put a date on something right like you, you have to put the date after you're going to die right so if i'm wrong i'm dead and it doesn't matter and, and if i'm right well i'm dead and that's cool you can like talk about me when i'm dead uh, but doing it when when you're still alive is just bad news and something is as, as catastrophic as you know the predictions that uh, we've been hearing about for the last what 30 40 50 years it, it that would take a long time you know for for water levels to go up as much as they are suggesting. I don't know. It's not something that's going to happen overnight in a decade. Um, it's going to take quite some time.
0: Well, you know, I'm wondering if it's bad for the microbial life in the permafrost or are we going to get new rich ancient soils to perhaps grow things in? Yeah.
1: That seems like a positive thing. Probably, probably. you know, there's probably a little bit of both in there. You, you might like uh, unfreeze some some nasty stuff, but at the same time, yeah. Probably, probably not. Uh, but yeah, you think about that, like think about, is there? they're saying that, you know, they, there's the permafrost there when they, they put the dams in, it kind of melts it a little bit and it, the water levels rise. And yeah, you know, think about all that land that you are now opening up to, to be used. You know, how many, how many resources can that now produce? Whereas before it wasn't producing anything.
0: I mean, doesn't that sound like a positive thing for the world?
1: It depends. It depends on uh, who you prefer to live with. You know, if you prefer to live with people, then probably not. If you uh, you know don't like people so much, then yeah, it's probably a bad thing.
0: I don't know. So,
1: well, it's a it's a cute little
0: article, and they talk about a lot of the specifics of how they're going to change the landscape. The reason I like it is because it, it's, it is a question that you're not supposed to ask. You're just supposed to take at face value that global warming is bad for people. I mean, it, it seems odd considering, you know, we, we live mostly on plant life, And they'd rather we lived even more on plant life and plants love CO2 Hmm. and they love it warm and they love sunlight. So all of the things that will increase that for them being a side effect of what we've done to the earth seems like it would be positive for our main food source. Uh, Add to that, it's also going to make more of the planet habitable, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think, I don't know the exact, you know, numbers and and layout of that, but I I would imagine that, you know, it would. Um, You you look at where people live now, people living in Arizona where it's 120 degrees. Like, you know, you live there, I can't imagine it's going to be that much hotter in in so many places, but...
0: I guess, is it that it's going to make like desert regions completely uninhabitable? Because even that seems kind of like it's not
1: going to happen. Like we have some of
0: the hottest places in the world people already live.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, people, people adapt, culture adapts, you know, it changes. And that's why you have people that can live in the Arctic and you have people that can live in the desert, live where it's, you know, unbearably hot in the day. It's possible. It's a, I don't know, man. Anytime I think about this, like hear those, those questions thrown about, it just kind of like what is what is the definitive answer? Like what what answer do you get from from the the scientists from the the climate alarmists? What, what, what will they tell you? And I, I don't really know. I, I haven't really been able to suss it out. Really get a, a good answer.
0: I just know that it's bad because I'm told it's bad. And that's as far as we need to think it through, it feels like sometimes.
1: I think that that's the way it goes with a lot of stuff. I mean, you look at look at the way the cube is rocking everything now. You know, it's bad because it's bad. Ah, it's bad. You know, but when you sit down and look at numbers and you, you know, think things through, what's what's bad isn't really that bad. Um, maybe you know. maybe I'm broken.
0: It's entirely possible. <laughs> but I, I see a hundred thousand people dying in six months as not being a big deal. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'm just a bad person. I I, I feel bad for their families, but I, I don't see yeah. that as being, I guess, taken the last couple months off of someone who's 90 years old life.
1: I think a lot of it comes down to perspective, you know, you know, when, when happened. I forget how many people died. It was like what, like 3,000 or something like that maybe? I don't know. And everybody's like up in arms and I get it. Like that's a lot of people and that sucks. But when you look at like other places in the world, when you look at other things happening in the world and how many people die because of government intervention by by one way or another, and this is what we're concerned about. Like that's, it's a drop in the bucket and there are so many bigger things to to think about.
0: Well, I've had that conversation before myself. Like, I'm going to be honest. When 9 11 happened, I felt like I just said now. I felt bad for the families, the people mm-hmm. who, who lost. But at the same time, I'm like, well, this shit happens in every other country thanks to our military. Uh, I guess it was bound to happen here at some point, right? So it didn't it didn't really strike me as even like an odd thing. It just kind of seemed like the next thing to happen.
1: Yeah yeah I think it's just you know here and in your face and you know you can't not see it and you know when it's happening over in Yemen or Afghanistan or wherever else. Um, you know you, you, you don't think about it and it's couched as some sort of national defense or you know some some terrorist group starving these people um you know it, it's it's uh, yeah but uh, beavers beavers will make homes and, and food for all those starving people right and we can I mean fix it
0: so all. one of the things that they say, is if you want to know who's in power, you know, find out who you're not allowed to criticize. And I'm wondering if like this whole not being allowed to ask the questions thing is kind of a a sideways version of that, you know, where well, for sure you'll see you'll see you'll see who controls the science and who controls that by the questions you're not allowed to ask the scientist.
1: Yeah, and, and God forbid you you ask them if you you know, and and even you know professors that. You know, broach these subjects, um, losing funding, losing a job, having to go elsewhere, getting, getting blacklisted. Um, you know, it's nuts that you can't even, you can't even question it. And I, and we talked about that the other day, I think, you know, like, wh- why can I not question the science? Isn't that what science is about? Questioning and, and figuring things out. And, and, you know, do we ever really take things like, for what they are and, and fully believe them and buy into them 100%? Are we never like looking for other alternatives, whether it's, you know, I mean, gravity or, or the layout of the universe, like that, that's how it works now. But you know what, maybe, maybe in a hundred years somebody will figure something out and like, holy crap, we were wrong that whole time. And. It, well, you said one of my favorite words in there, alternatives.
0: Mm. You know, what is, what is economics? It is the study of resources that have alternative uses and when we're looking at the earth we we need to understand the earth is a resource just like any other and that there are alternative uses so to me when you like when you're talking about the environment and you you you're asking questions and you say listen to the scientists well at the end of the day scientists provide data and they tell you the idea is to tell you when certain things will happen given certain conditions and things of that nature but it's certainly not up to scientists to place value on things Mm. like, I mean, that's a philosophical question, whether or not the beavers moving up into the, the Arctic is a good thing. would kind of depend on who you ask for starters. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I would imagine having habitable land should do wonders for global, you know, uh, we'll say global housing costs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and that's, and there's, there's a flip side to that too. You know, Um, some of these places that, used to be uninhabitable by, you know, common man, you know, gave home to some of these, I don't know, I don't know if nomadic is necessarily the right word, but some of these kind of fringy, um, cultural groups, you know, that, that don't, that, that is their culture, right. Living in, in the tundra. Um, that is, that is their way of life. And, and so will this you know, take away from them? Maybe, I, you know, is that all just part of life and the way the world turns, you know, like it, you know, might decrease some of them, but it might increase, you know, nomadic desert life, um, culture. You know, I, I don't know. But why is that good or bad? And it's, and, and that's it, right? It, it's, it's good or bad solely on that moral value, right? Do I, do, do I place any value on this culture more so than that culture? Or is is this culture have any value to me. You know, making those decisions, even just in your own way of thinking is, is, uh, be heavy, heavy things to think about sometimes. I don't know. You know, you hate to say like one, one way of life is, is superior, uh, to another just based on cultural norms. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't. I don't I don't hate to say that at all, because I, I think we all make those distinctions. I think that a non-racist person's life is certainly more valuable than a racist person's life in many cases. <laughs> you know, you're a piece of shit person, yeah. you're a piece of shit person. Now, why is it, is it is it up to me to decide whether or not the beavers are better off than what else could have been there? Who knows what the biodiversity it's going to create when that that zone changes? Because I mean, I can't imagine there's a ton of biodiversity uh, in, you know, Arctic regions, I'm sure there's things living there, Yeah, but I can't imagine a lot because it's not exactly a place that's hospitable to life, right. you know, it's not within that zone that they like.
1: It'd, it'd be interesting to watch and pay attention and see if there isn't new sort of species or new, you know, things we haven't seen before starting to, you know, their population size increase, um, you know, things that, that live on that cusp of really cold and I'd, I'd be curious to see what that would do to, you know, potable water, non, non-salinized water, you know, because it's all frozen, it's already there, but at the same time, now it's semi-accessible, you know? Uh, I don't know what that filtration process looks like uh, or how that works, but could it could be an interesting thing to, to increase. So that's something we always hear about, right, is that we're going to run out of fresh water.
0: And see, that's kind of silly because <laughs> at the end of the day, if we ran out of fresh water, we would just start desalinating the oceans and the cost would change. Yeah. Because it would be a matter of finding a way to do it cheaply. Don't say things like that, though. Come on. You can't think that way. The fact of the matter is, is it's expensive now because it's not necessary.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think it wasn't too long ago I, when I started doing my pod, I, I saw an article like that. They had some sort of competition, you know, where it was something for like desert, desert areas where they had a competition to see what company or what startup could create, like basically like a dehumidifier for the air and suck, suck water out of the air. Like there's technology there. And there's some things that work that weren't that expensive, um, you know, and because there's, there's a need for it, you know, and, and should we ever run out of fresh water? And no doubt there would be, you'd be able to desalinize things that price would come down and
0: you'd have all the water you could possibly want yep well like i said to, to me i thought it was a fun article because it does it does make you ask that question it, it makes you ask the existential question that no one's supposed to ask it makes you ask the philosophical question that we're supposed to assume is just already answered and then our, our superiors and our betters get to tell us and rain down from on high what the answer is but the fact of the matter is is that nobody is allowed to do that for anyone else at least they certainly shouldn't be in my world.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, and that's kind of what we're seeing nowadays. You know, with everything else. Somebody, somebody always gets to make that decision for you. Your your decisions are severely limited. But
0: why not? Well, that was a, a nice quick one, folks. I like them when they're quick, personally. There's less editing. So,
1: <laughs> uh, any ideas that we're going to be bringing to him next week? I, I don't know. I mean, if we 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 could try to do that that thing. I don't know if we. Want to set that up or not?
0: Maybe we maybe watch we maybe watch a movie. We may just watch the entire series of Captain Planet and see how that goes. <laughs> I want to I I want to watch the Captain Planet series for this for this show. I don't know I don't know in what form that'll take. We'll just do bonus episodes out of it.
1: Yeah, we should uh, go. It could be yeah yeah. Could be could be quite the quite the piece of entertainment. I don't know how many people it would appeal to. How many? How many people actually remember like Captain Planet? I feel like that's such a a niche timeline. Um, I think a lot of
0: people remember it because if you remember, there was that Don Cheadle bit on Funny or Die. No, I don't know. Where Don Cheadle played Captain Planet.
1: Okay. Did he get in trouble for like going like Silverface? It's a good question. Can you can, can you do that? Are you allowed to do that? I guess it depends how many drinks you've had. Yeah. Uh, fair and enough. what color your initial
0: pigment was. <laughs> It seems to make the most, uh, most of any difference on it. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, this was episode number 53 of Free Market Screener. Hope to hear you. See you again next week, whatever it is, when we'll have more discussion on why private property and innovation are the best things for the environment. So take it easy. Bye. This podcast is a proud creation of the Mad Audio Lab. For more information, check out madaudiolab.com. Free Market's Green Earth is part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out Homesteads and Homeschools, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and This Week in Liberpods. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up republican.